Powered by Go Goat Sports in partnership with TSN, this is episode 38. It is season four of the Rain Breaks Hockey Podcast. And it is presented by our title sponsor, Canadian Club Whiskey. So, Ray Ferraro, obviously, you know, you're seeing me. I mean, either way, you know I'm at the Cabbage. I'm here in Manitoba and went ice fishing yesterday and uh, didn't catch much. I'm not going to lie. We sat out there, three of us, probably the better part of three and a half hours. But this is how te- I know it's you're, you're just looking at Why don't at you just go, go sit in a snowbank for three hours, you <laughs> dummies? <laughs> okay, hold on. But this is the, I mean, aside from visiting, you know, it was my nephew and good friend. Yeah. This is how technology has shifted. So it's not just the, the, the luxury of the hut. Like it's not just the fishing hut is no longer what it once was, right? This thing is decked out. Okay. Uh, it's got a wood stove. You can cook on it. Uh, there's music. But there's there's a TV, which can be a satellite TV if you choose to use it for that. These guys, though, instead of installed a camera, so they drop the camera into one of the, the holes that you would normally use for fishing, and you can see the fish approaching your hook. So you it's it's like standing in front of the fish tank, and you're you know, only in this case you've got your little fishing rod, your jig, and your trying to entice them to take the hook, which didn't work for me. But I was mesmerized for the better part of an hour watching these fish come up to the hook and, nah, I don't really want that, and then buggering off. But the first two hours, Ray, nothing, nothing. Like freshwater shrimp were, like, drifting by. That was all I saw for the okay, better part so of two and a half hours. When you're when you're talking about this, yeah, about... I think three or four months ago, Cammy and I got our grandkids, Enzo and Aria, amazing gifts to our life. Uh, they wanted a fish tank. So we got a fish tank. I yeah. watch the fish swim by every day. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Outstanding. I'm in my house. I got my slippers on. It's warm. <laughs> I know you're warm. You've got a heater on the ice to sit in a hut. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you people? I can't think of anything less interesting to me yeah now, which is, of course is why everybody does whatever they do everybody loves something different if i come to the cabbage and you yeah. suggest let's go sit on the ice in a hut and watch fish swim around <laughs> i i can't even imagine what be less interesting how about if yeah. i cook breakfast till you come back in and then yeah yeah you know read I'll, a book read a book and you know i'm like oh man like honestly two- that's exactly what holly did yeah yeah, and she, I guarantee she she had more things going on in that yeah. three hours than you did, which is maybe okay. the point. I don't know. Maybe that's the so point. I'll wrap up the story with this because Kelly, my nephew, asked that very question. He said, Ray talks about coming to the cabbage all the time on the podcast, or he's mm-hmm. mentioned it a few times anyway. Instantly, I was like, e- yeah, I mean, it's got to be in the summer so that we can cruise on the boat, we can play golf, we can do what he's going to enjoy. I said, this is not one of those things. <laughs> and we all got a hearty laugh out of trying to visualize Ray Ferraro in this hut for three and a half hours. So well, anyway. I remember the first time I heard it. Like, honestly, I didn't even really know ice fishing yeah. because I grew up in trail. Nobody ice fishes there. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't even think of like why this would be a thing. And then I hear about, oh, no, they run power out there. It's warm. Oh, yeah. it's, and, yeah. and I'm like. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's somewhat better, but that was a good visit. The only thing distasteful about it, and I'm getting soft now that I've lived in Ontario since 1998, was you use live bait. 
So you're using live minnows, small yeah. minnows, but they go on the hook alive and they squirm for three plus hours on the end of the hook. Oh. And I'm like, this just doesn't seem right. Like this poor creature is like twisting on the end of this hook. You know, we're keeping it alive in the water, but honestly, like it's now, way to keep way to keep him alive, Dregs. I'm sure he's thrilled. <laughs> Headlines again this season represented by our friends at Boston Pizza. It's hard to segue from a minnow twisting on the end of a hook to our friends at Boston Pizza, no. but yeah. I've tried my best. Okay, so you're you're soon to be traveling again. Where are you going? Back to Tampa Bay? Oh yeah. I just got back. Yeah. <laughs> Turning around just and going got... right back. So give us the all-star experience. I mean, you were there for the game in in Florida. I feel like the ones that I've attended are always great locally right? Because everybody embraces it. You have a good time. You go there and we've talked about it here on the podcast before. You you limit your expectations of what the competition is, but you embrace and have a good time with what the event is right. over the course of the weekend. And I, I'm going to assume that it was well attended, great put together event. And aside from some of the critics, I didn't like the skills competition, don't love the game, all that was a pretty good weekend, right? I talked to a few people that were at various events. The NHL alumni had a, a couple of boat cruises yeah. where like 100 guests went out and they listened to stories from Mark Messier and Wayne Gretzky, Chris Chelios. All that, yeah. I guess I ran into Glenn Healy, our good friend and you know director of the Alumni Association. He said it was phenomenal. He said the, the stories the guys told were hilarious. You know, people really, really enjoyed it. There was, you know, the stuff down at the beach and like fan zones and that. The one, the one thing I, I'm a, I think I'm more of a fan drags of if everything can be in a tight zone where it's like an, like, for example, the all-star zone, not spread out. Right, right, where, right. Oh yeah. That event over there, you, you don't even know what's going on because it's over there and yeah. you're over here. And so, of course, there's a little bit of that because the beach is over there. And now maybe it'll be different in, in Toronto next year. Well, it will be different. Of course it will be. Uh, you know, maybe they'll, I right. don't know, could they, could they do like a whole fan fest in Sky Dome? Or is the dome going to be Rogers Center, whatever it's called? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Sky yeah. Dome. How old am I? And, uh, <laughs> uh, or maybe the thing's still under construction as they do the renovations in there and they can't. But like that would be something I think would be really cool. I would love to, well attended, the local people that were there loved it. The sponsors had a great time. Sure. That's all. It's kind of a lost leader for the NHL because you reward the sponsors, you thank the sponsors, you treat them well, you build your partnerships. And that's a lot about what the business side is. As for the skills, my opinion is um, they're trying to be too much to too many different things. And the problem with that is it it becomes disjointed. I'd like to see the events tightened up, use, uh, find out what events the players want to do. Because if you ask them and the players want to do them, then you'll get better participation, more participation. Try and yeah. make the night tighter. How right. about if the, instead of a two and a half hour window that event was in, what about if the event was 90 minutes and then there was a concert after. So people get, for what they're paying, they get a full night's entertainment. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, I, how about if the skills actually, you were rewarded points in the skills. And so each division accumulates points in the skills. Yeah. And those points become rewards in the game the next day. Okay. So maybe if you win, 
you get you get to start the game one goal ahead. If you come second, you start at zero. If you start at third, you start at zero. If you finish fourth, you start at minus one. Like make it mean something. There's still a million bucks on the line the next day. Like make them kind of all one event. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually I like thought it. the games, Dregs, I actually thought the games were pretty good. Yeah. Like, they, the second game was the best game of, mm-hmm. of the three. Yeah, it was the best, and of course, the people in Florida loved it. Matt Matthew Kachuk had a had a fabulous day, and the Kachuk family with Brady and and Matthew yeah. were there. Yeah, it was cool to see Ovi and Sid, uh, you know, team up for a couple of goals. I said to Ovi, he was sitting there during a the break. I go, <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were an assist guy. And I said, uh, he goes, oh, secret weapon. And I said, for twenty years, I've been watching the wrong thing. He goes, always surprises, always surprises. So good. And having his son there was neat too, right? Like that's part of the experience, yeah. Well, in the hallway, you know, as we're getting ready to go, I mean, there's little kids running all over the place, right? It's really cool, but not as many as you would think because most of the All-Stars are young. Yeah, they are, The game is in a really great place for growth Yeah, because I think the Metro – was the only division really that was kind of older. They had five guys over 30. But right. for the most of it, they were like, the guys are like 23, 24. Yeah, it was yeah. really interesting to see. So Sidney Crosby makes a bit of news only because, you know, <clears throat> Sid is always politically correct. And, and I mean that within the confines of hockey, right? I mean, not that he would be otherwise, but when he answers a question that doesn't pertain to the specific game or, or, situation of the Pittsburgh Penguins, he thinks about it. He gives it some thought. So he shares a very honest take. And and one of the things going in, I think we can all appreciate is, okay, is it finally time? The NHL revisited the playoff format. And recent history tells us Commissioner Batman always pushes back. You know, it's the why fix something that isn't broken approach from the commissioner's office. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very interesting. So Crosby, as we know, says he'd prefer one versus eight. You know, give reward to the team that shows excellence in the regular season beyond home ice advantage. Like, you know, I mean, there has to be more incentive than than what we see now. Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly acknowledged something that I always go back to, right? So if if we're the the critics of the game and and we want to, you know, be critical, and I'm not saying you and I, but let's just generalize, and I say this to Carlo Poliakmo all the time because you know how active Carlo is on Twitter and social media. And he's always, you know, the NHL is doing this wrong. They need to do this better and da 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 And I'm like, Carlo, you have to understand process. Like, it's, you know, it's not like Bettman is sitting in the chair in Manhattan and saying, well, we can't do this, we can't do this, we can't do this. I mean, he's the head of the league, but it's the general managers normally that facilitate any meaningful change. So when Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly, excuse me, said a couple of years ago, they put it to a vote at a GM meeting whether or not the general managers wanted some tweaks, wanted to change the existing format. Two-thirds said, nope, it's fine the way it is. That's very, very telling to me, right? Because, again, you know, lots of the blowhards out there say, yeah, but the commissioner doesn't want to do anything. All right, but if the general managers are as invested as some are, not all, obviously, but some, it can be changed. It can be changed. So should the pressure be on each individual general manager to facilitate and encourage that change? Well, okay, so that was from a couple of years ago. Half yeah. of those guys aren't even employed anymore. How about the guys that Probably are here true. now? Yeah, 
Probably true. So I, I, I have this thought, like we hear a lot, Dregs, games never been in a better place. More skilled, more talented, all that stuff. I don't care. I love that. I love the skill of the game. If the game's in the best place it's ever been, yeah. why can't we still look to improve it? Like, why does it have to stay? Why can't it? Yeah. Whatever. Even if you improve it by 3%, then it's better. Yeah. You're not going to make these huge leaps and bounds. I, I, as you know, think you'd probably find out difficult to find somebody in the game, like in the media yeah. that cares less who wins than I do. Like, I'm serious. I, I could not no, I care that. less. Yeah. Yeah, I actually feel sorry for Toronto that they've had this really great run over the last regular season run over the yeah. last five yeah. years. Unfortunately, they're in a five-year window where the Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning are amazing teams. Yeah. And they get punched in the nose every year in the first round. Does it really make sense to have the number five team in the league and the number four team in the league play in the first round? It really doesn't. No. Really doesn't been on this thing with you and we've talked about it on the podcast so without going into a whole thing but maybe one time i'll draw it up and i can just hold it up and people can see it but is the i i don't think one verse eight as a standalone is the exactly the best way to go i i do think the regular season where we tell everybody it's important but really is one extra home game that important really like you play 82 games to try and get one extra home game against yeah, a team that's yeah. probably got four points less than you. Like, yeah, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. I told you, Dregs, we've talked about that. The system I see in Germany where, where Landon plays my son, man, there's races all over the place. At the end of the day, the first two teams get a buy out of the play-in round. Right. That's a big bonus. You don't have to play. You might, you're not going to get stung in that first round. Then it becomes one verse eight. Yeah. More teams become involved. So instead of for the play-in round, it's seven, eight, nine, and 10 in each conference. The difference in those teams is generally just a few points. Mm -hmm. So if 20 teams are engaged in a playoff fight, yeah. doesn't that mean more revenue? Doesn't that mean more interest amongst the teams? Yeah. I really find it hard to say this is the best that we can do and we should not revisit it. Right. I can't believe general managers, they're in the middle of a rebuild. Or at the tail end of a rebuild, they're like, yeah, it should only be eight teams in there. Would they not want a little cookie to try and get their fan right. base a, a little bit more engaged to me? I think it is short-sighted to say, oh, it's too hard. We can't do it. If that was the case, we'd still be rolling around yeah. in, the, in the car that you crank to, to start. Yeah, but you're also somebody that, that I think we all are to a point, our vintage that is. You want to embrace tradition, right? So... To do something that drastic, you've got to be reasonably certain it's going to pay off. It, you know, from a fan perspective, from a club perspective, all of that, because you, you never get a do-over. Like if it's 22, I can't think of one reason how this doesn't work. Okay. Drake, yeah. I, yeah. I spend a lot of time on airplanes. I got a lot of time to stare out the window. Yeah. There is, they have real life I years like I like of data yeah. to take a look at. Look at other leagues, what they do. If you've got five grocery stores and their, their revenue, right, is, is the five. Yeah. And you add three more grocery stores, I'm pretty sure that's more revenue. Yeah. That's more interest. That's more shoppers. That's what you're, that's what we're talking about with the fans. You'd have, you'd have more people engaged longer in the process right. before you get to the playoffs. To me, to not explore it, you're leaving, you're leaving meat on the bone here. 
Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be left there. Yeah. Well, it'll be a topic for sure at the upcoming general managers meetings because, again, the commissioner's office laid that on the table for us, right? I mean, two-thirds, two years ago, of general managers didn't want to change. Okay, well, let's see what the updated version is. Sure. Without question, they'll be talking about that. Bo Horvat, eight years, 8.5 annual average salary. Anyone even remotely surprised that this deal got done, announced as quickly as it did? I wasn't. I'm sure you weren't. I mean, that is so typical of Lou Lamarillo. You know, pay the price, give the three assets to acquire a good piece in Bo Horvat, but you're not paying that price, which was fair, for a rental player. Uh, 8.5? Is that reasonable or is that too much? For a player who's what twenty eight years old, what's okay, market so, value? So right now it's market value for for Bohorvat, I would think. Okay, so two things: one, the deal's made, and Bohorvat and his agent Pat Morris are sitting so far in the catbird seat. There's zero chance they're not going to get a mammoth author offer. Yeah, zero, zero. So it is really interesting to me, though, the in season guys that sign their you know, they're, they're a chance for free agency and is just a few months down the road and not singling out Bo here, who, by the way, is a terrific guy. He really is. I actually saw him on the ice in, in Tampa and Fort Lauderdale yeah. it was in Sunrise yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. at the All-Star Game. And I'm like, hey, best of luck to you. I think you're going to really like Long Island. Drive around. It's not just at the rink. Like, drive around. You're going to really like it. Yeah. He's a really nice guy. He's not a 45 goal scorer. He's not a 40 goal scorer. He might get 40 this year, but last year he had 31. That was a career high. Yeah. He's not going to go on a run of career high years now. No. Like statistically, it tells you that does not happen. He's a 60 point ish centerman. If that's the market is eight and a half million dollars. Yeah. For about the 48th time, I wish I was born 20 years later <laughs> because holy smokes, that's a lot of money. So now, the Islanders have $17.7 million in Matt Barzell and Bo Horvath. Yeah. Ooh, it's a, a lot. lot. Yeah. I love Lou's honesty. I don't know oh. if five minutes after you sign the contract, if you need to come out and say <laughs> yeah. it's too long and too, 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 much, long, money. too much money. It was outstanding. I, so- I'm a little dicey on that. Could you imagine as we, <laughs> you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about the Vancouver market. Yeah. Could you imagine if, Patrick Alvin came out and, and signed a guy and said, yeah, it's too long and too much money. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Would have... <clears throat> yeah. But Lou said it. It is what it is. The Islanders have a lot of money committed to guys in their upper 20s and early 30s. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know. I will see if, the, I mean, of course, the deal is all dependent on whatever that first round pick's going to be, whatever Aturatu, Adi. Aturatu is going to be, yeah. whatever Anthony Beauvillier is going to be, like in Vancouver. So you won't know the return for some time, but man, that's a lot of money paid to Bull Horvat. Mm. Good for him. Yeah. God bless him. Yeah. Um, no points. And a 2-1 win over the Flyers. Just over 19 minutes of, of ice time. And, you know, we'll keep an eye on Bo moving forward here. Look, we were going to talk about, you know, the East for a moment, but why don't we just push ahead and see what Thursday brings. But it's interesting, right? The Islanders are in that fight. Buffalo Sabres are in that fight. Florida just throttled the Tampa Bay Lightning on Monday. They're in that fight. So for me, anyway, now is where it gets interesting. You come out of the All-Star, you know, you've got 25 to 30 games left in the regular season. The 
trade deadline is encroaching, so there's lots of reasons for us now to pay attention you know, to the standing. Dregs, I'm going to say, well, I'll say one thing before, yeah, you know, I know yeah. we got to go. So Buffalo's in that mix. Yeah. They got three games in hand. They went through a stretch 10 days ago. They won three straight games with three different goalies. Yeah. I, I just find the whole thing kind of amusing. I know I'm cheering for, would say I am cheering for Buffalo because of my brother-in-law who's done a yeah, a tremendous there job there. And they're exciting and they're fun and they're so young and they, I I don't know. I'm like, can they make up that ground? Washington seems like they're, they're in tough. It yeah. feels like, you know, Pitt's got some games in hand on them too. And Florida has viewed this as a gap year. Yeah. They call it a gap yeah. year, right? Like between, you know, trying to run money off the books and all that sort of stuff. However, they've played their way right back into it. They have. They're right there. It's going to be fun to watch. All right. Those are your headlines. Thanks again to Boston Pizza. Hi, it's Ray Ferraro. You've probably heard me talking about my friends at North Beach Agency and Craft Growth. They provide customized marketing solutions tailored to help grow businesses of all sizes. From results-driven marketing across TV, radio, and podcasts to websites, digital, social, out-of-home, and everything in between, they have the proven expertise to get the measurable results you need to get your business growing. You can visit craftgrowth.net and book your free business growth consultation now. That's craftgrowth.net. Okay, time for our first visit of the week on the Rain Dregs Hockey Podcast with Chris Abbott from Botano. Presentation of Botano.ca, now available in Ontario. And reminder, Botano says the game starts now. And how about that game, right? Last week we were talking about soccer. We're looking at Tottenham. We're looking at Man City. I didn't even participate, really, in selecting a winner, the outcome. You guys were engaged. You were all fired up. Oh, Man City, this and all that. And I win by default because Tottenham wins 1-0. So, Ray, let's start with you. Is this a shocker? Is this like soccer's equivalent yeah, but, of a major upset? Like, what's going on? Yeah, but it is. But <laughs> hey, it happens. However, I think we've really come to the, the crux of what you should be doing in this segment. Nothing. And just, yeah, just sitting quiet. Yes, and just exactly have right. somebody assign the team to you, and then I think that's your best chance. Actually, Abs, you should probably try this too. Well, I will say that it just goes to show how fickle betting on sports is and why you should only do it as a form of entertainment because I haven't been following the Premier League at all. I just looked at the odds and said, ah, Tottenham to win or tie. I don't know. Uh, I've, you know, Ray, it's funny what you just said. People say to me all the time, oh, you know, you work in sports betting. How do I win money? I'm like, don't bet. Like don't that's bet. the best way to win money by gambling is not to do it. I know that's not what what my bosses would like to hear me no. say, but definitely should uh, just be some entertainment. I had a little smile on my face when I but saw you, the result of that. You night. did though provide some sage advice on Twitter. I think it was last week, right? Where you said anybody who bets more than one hundred dollars is is an idiot. I mean, that's isn't that essentially what you said? <laughs> like you're so you're 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 advocating well, for responsible betting here, no matter the forum oh, or for, whatever the exercise is. So you know, there's there's a whole world of of hashtag gambling Twitter out there, and right. uh, like a lot of hashtag whatever Twitters, it can be yeah. a dark and rude and 
you know, very non-welcoming space at times. And a buddy of mine named Ian McMillan, who I used to work with back at Odd Shark, uh, you know, he's very transparent about his betting and what he does. And, and he posted a couple of slips and and people were, were like basically shaming him for only betting $100 on a game. And I was like, wow. you know, if a guy makes 10 bets a week, that's a thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. that's plenty for most people unless you're one of the professionals who's throwing around a ton of money then you know that's a different story but for the most part that's all at max i mean 25 is plenty most nights well you know what i've often i like that when i when i started to um you know i was in la and so we had more access to vegas so like we'd have an off day and a few of us would go to vegas like you know there's 83 well there was then 83 flights a day you could just get there and get back and You'd go like on a Sunday to the sports book and sit in there and make a few plays. And so we're sitting there. We all think we know what's going on. And somebody said at one time, you know, what's goofy about this. If we were sitting in the locker room right before the game and somebody said, like right after warm up, is your team ready to go? And you'd be like, yeah, man, we were great in warm up. The goalie was sharp. You go out there, they get a power play. They get one. The goalie gives up a bad one. Now you're down two. pretty soon. The game's over and you're like, we're playing and we thought we were ready. Like it's, you can have all the info yeah, you want. Yeah. The fact is humans play, humans make mistakes, things happen. Yeah. And so it's really, it's really bang on about whatever you think, you know, yeah. the game's still got to be played. <laughs> all right. Speaking of Super Bowl, oh, uh, yeah. starting to amp up now. Eh? Like, I mean, I'm at the cabbage here. I'm in Manitoba, so I'm not watching all the hype. And that's what this week is is all about. But I'm definitely looking forward to the game. Anything that you would apply as being most intriguing, Chris, as we just kind of nicely get the week going? There's a whole lot of stuff out there. I'm just yeah. looking at our site right now, and and I think our guys have like 435 betting options up, and, and they're adding more every day. <laughs> Probably be push, pushing 1,000, I don't know, by, by, uh, by Sunday. But I think it's really really interesting that the chiefs remain an underdog you know the line has moved around a little bit there's a lot of talk out there about how the eagles didn't really play any good offenses this year but on the other side the chiefs team who's you know receiving core is banged up patrick mahomes is playing on what like 1.2 legs yeah Uh, and so it's 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 i'm really going to be paying attention to see where this goes i i still don't think i can bet against the chiefs i don't think i can do it like all signs point to Philly. They're the favorite, but no, nah, I don't know. It's, it's something doesn't sit right with me on that. The yeah. underdog. It was like when Brady was an underdog a couple of years ago against Patrick Mahomes. I was right. like, ah, I'm not going to bet against Brady. He was getting six points. It's a little bit different, but yeah, that that stands out to me for well, sure. The, the good news is you've got 434 other options. Yeah, that's right. So so if I if I don't want to pick a winner, like you said, Ray, I can look at. I'm just clicking a random button here. The last team to score in the game. It's coin flip odds. Speaking of coin flip, you can bet on the coin flip. Of course you can. I always love that. Yeah. You can you can bet on what color Rihanna's dress is going to be. Oh, who's yeah. going to do a cameo. All those things. So, you know, there's people who don't even watch the game that, that'll sign up and bet on those things. And so for our industry, it's, a, you know, it's a massive day. It's it's probably the biggest day of the year. Yeah. Uh, the World Cup was an event. This is one day. And so we'll right. be we'll be quite come sunday awesome all right buddy are we gonna sit back and wait till i guess we'll wait till thursday well and thursday late. he's got five bets he's got to come up with he can't be fooled oh around. that's right five of them well actually i thought i thought ray was making the okay well we'll get this together okay. we'll have a tight little segment on thursday where we'll we'll make our picks and 
I think Ray's still fine if he goes 0 and 5 and I go 5 and 0, but yeah, um, yeah. that's all right. I well, okay, make enough, did... make enough yeah. that you could overtake me. <laughs> I like it. I like got to have okay, a well, got to have a little a little juice to the thing. That didn't work so well for me in the conference championship games by the way i tried that tactic and it didn't oh yeah spray the board what could go wrong chris you got to get it to us so today is tuesday as we're recording i feel like your homework assignment needs to be completed by tomorrow right right like we need to be able to peruse what we're dealing with here or at least i do i've I've got a uh i've got a a long day of flight tomorrow so yeah you know that (laughs) way give me a little time to put it together so it's on you man my my back at Prince of Wales Collegiate in St. John's, Newfoundland would say, if my homework was due tomorrow, I'm going to need a one-day extension. I might 5% markdown. That's awesome. All right, Abs. Thanks, buddy. Good luck. Thanks, guys. All right. Time for Ask Green Riggs Anything. If you haven't been a frequent submitter, you can do that by checking us out on our social accounts at Rain Riggs or the website rainriggs.com. Ask Rain Riggs Anything is presented by Doer, the world's most comfortable pants for men and women. I've got a Doer t-shirt on right now, right, for the podcast. Mm-hmm. For those, I got my Doer jeans. Check in. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. See, right. there you go. They are literally the most comfortable pants, shirts, clothing in general. And if you are a new customer, check them out at Doer.ca and use our code RNDPANTS and you will save 15% off everything at Doer. .ca. All right, Twitter we go, Ray. If there was one player you could add to help your good friend Ken Holland and the Edmonton Oilers boast or bolster their playoff stretch, take them deep. I mean, they went pretty deep last year. Who's kidding who here? Mm-hmm. Who would that player be? Is there one player? I mean, it has to be attainable. It can't be right. Uh, Kale McCarr. I mean, obviously. So somebody that is, in your view, attainable, whether it's in speculated or not, who is that one player that would kind of give the, the Oilers that extra boost? Okay, see, that's interesting. This is from because, John, by the way. Okay, that's interesting, Dregs, because, like, it, if a guy is attainable, but you don't like the price, is like, yeah. how does that, like, I would say somebody like Jacob Chikrin, but yeah, Edmonton's not giving up two first-rounders and a couple of roster players. Like, they're not doing that right for yeah. Chikrin because, yeah. I mean, they might, but... You know, who knows, as it gets down to the deadline, you know, all of a sudden, everybody's got their firm plan. And then when someone kicks a leg out of the table because they've taken, you know, gotten to the player you want. Now, all of a sudden, that's when decisions are made. To me, it it feels like they could use um, not necessarily just a stay at home defenseman, but somebody that can help facilitate their offense from the back end. Um, I don't I don't necessarily think it's a forward. I think, you know. Kane will find his stride. You know, he missed a long time. It's going to take some time. You know, Ryan Nugent Hopkins has changed the equation, I think, up front a little bit with the year that he he's has. Had. Great year. You know, so I would say somebody that can defend but can move the puck, that can yeah. get it rolling a little bit out of the backhand into the forward's hands a little a little bit more efficiently, but at the same yeah. time can defend. So I don't really have a player. That's fine. Uh, but but it's that it's that type of player. And and in truth, um and look. Ryan Rashad's podcast, Got Your Back, has Kenny Holland on, I believe, this week, maybe even today. And I, one thing, I was talking to Ryan on Monday about this. Kenny's been around for so long. Like, the fan base and some media think, well, what's he waiting for? Well, he's waiting for a lot of things, right? I mean, the price, as you identified, <laughs> if you're looking at Chikrin, isn't affordable. Um, and then, oh, by the way, you know, when Yamamoto comes off long-term injury, 
there's a salary cap issue here. So you're you're punting Jesse Pooley, or you're moving another piece. Like there's so many variables that have to factor in to the add of a player when you're management like Kenny. It's not as simple as say, okay, yeah, we we know what we need, but try and find and fulfill that need. It's not that simple. Well, and I'll add, I'll add this little piece, and this goes across the league to teams that are in playoff positions that are trying to improve, not those that are out of the playoffs and they're trying to yeah. you know, accumulating assets and, yeah. and, you know, in a different way. If you're going to add a player and it's going to cost you a second round pick, and for example, and you're not making an appreciable gain with the player, yeah. it's a two or three or 4% gain in your eyes. Why would you do that? Exactly. Like, what's the point? No. If it's a 15% gain, yeah. Oh, now you're, now you're, now you're going to spend the assets. All right. Good question from John on Twitter at Jimmy Shake. Another Twitter question from Dave. Twitter war here in Ottawa. So clearly Dave is from the Ottawa area. What do you do with Alex Debrinket? Resign or trade him for the defenseman that Pierre Dorian and the Ottawa Senators have been looking for for well over a season? What would you do with Debrinket? It feels like you have to exhaust the opportunity to, to try and extend him, don't you? Well, I think you do. Um, and remember the qualifying offer. Yeah. What, what's his qualifying offer, Drake? It's something. I think it's around seven million. Like his. His actual salary this year is what, like nine million? Yeah. But there is that equation. It's not what your yeah, final year is. But the qualifying right? offers yeah. in the yeah. in the sevens, right? I think it is. It's it's around seven million. Yeah. Okay. So if you're Alex Debrinkit's agent, are you not looking at Bo Horvat's contract right now? Even though they're completely mm-hmm. different players and saying, Yeah, he's yeah. got thirty one goals. I've done that a few times and he's getting yeah. eight and a half. So do you want to pay that kind of money? times eight because it seems like everybody gets eight years even though i don't quite understand that i know i know but you you certainly have to exhaust it if you if you can't however get that done at a reasonable price because you they do have some big numbers coming up on that team because they are young when you are young there are big numbers coming shortly down the road and you've got a the salary cap's not about this year and next year it's about this year and next year and the two years following that and that math equation makes that a little bit unknown I, I would be careful about what I can extend the brink at too. Mm. Um, he has not had a great finishing year by, by his standards. Yeah. Um, does that mean he misses Patrick Kane? Does that mean he just had a tough time adjusting to a new conference and a new team and a new system and a new role yeah. and all, all that sort of stuff? Those are, those are tough decisions. But here's the other thing. If you trade him for this defenseman, you know, this mythical defenseman. Yeah. What makes you think you're getting a top three defenseman for a five foot eight forward? <laughs> I yeah, mean, goal scorer right. as yeah. he is, like, like I'm not like I think he's a he's a really good player. But yeah. are you getting a top three defenseman for that? Maybe you can't. So look, there's there's a little bit of heat developing around the brinket, similar to Pierre Luc Dubois, right? Mm-hmm. In 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 uh, Winnipeg. What I mean by that is. And I'm okay with it because, look, you're a restricted free agent here in mm-hmm. the Brinkett's case and in PLD's case, which means that the club still owns your rights moving forward. So I'm okay with that with that kind of outside heat, right? If you don't want to stay in Ottawa, and that's kind of the perception, right or wrong. I mean, you know, if you don't want to stay in Winnipeg, again, perception, right or wrong with Dubois, that's fine. Then deal with the, spe- the speculation until it's determined one way or another. But that's, hey, if Alex Debrinkit sees 
a better opportunity somewhere outside of Ottawa? Well, that's up to him as well. I mean, these guys have never had more power than they do now. And I'm not just talking about the break in Dubois. I'm saying mm-hmm. the restricted free agency used to be depending on restricted free agents, right? But now the right. RFAs have some swagger. So that might be a little public pushback, which maybe does apply to Debrinket. Yeah, there is the heat will the heat will intensify as they get yeah. towards the deadline. And you know, here here's the other thing is like you can have all these great ideas and great mm. plans. You need a you need a dance partner, right? Agreed. You've got to be able to make that trade if that's indeed what you want to do. When you get down into that last day and all the yeah. scouts and all the managers are sitting around the table and there's phones ringing off the hook, you better, your organization has to be tight with their ideas yeah. of yeah. what they can and can't do. Because if you say, I'll call you back in 20 minutes, doesn't that work. might be too late. <laughs> it often is too late. Yeah. I that's mean, that's exactly great at right. nine in the morning at, you know, right around the deadline, yeah. deadline. That's not a good thing. All right. Uh, let's uh, wrap up Ask Rand Regs with a fun one from Randy. Favorite type of music and bands to listen to back in the day, Ray? And, and the follow-up is, did either of you have one of the first cassette Walkmans? <laughs> oh, I had I a Walkman. I, Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You bet. And then you remember when they switched to, to uh, CDs? I mean okay. that was a game changer. Yeah, but what was the what was the key with the CD? You had to have the anti-skip protection, whatever that was. You paid for it. Uh, Thing was skipping all over the place. It's like <laughs> couldn't even listen to the song. But, I'm trying to think. Do you recall your first CD that you bought or something? Yes. Maybe I. Do you? That's oh yeah. Well, what's so, it? I was playing for the Whalers. Twenty yeah. <laughs> twenty one. Now I've got my first apartment. So that would have been 1985. I come after practice, I walk up into the mall because as you know, the mall and the Hartford Civic Center were connected. Yeah. And I went to the music store. So they had big music store. It had, you know, it had equipment and albums and tapes and, and these new things, these discs. Right. And so I'm buying this stereo and the, the guy says, and I want to buy a turntable. And he goes, I will not sign you or will not sell you a turntable. I go, well, I got a whole bunch of records at home. He goes, yeah. You're not going to have anything to play them on in a few years. These are the future. And he shows me these discs. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't have any, I don't have anything to play. He goes, look, buy the disc player. I will give you a $75. I always remember that $75 turntable. So he gave me a turntable so I could play the, my albums that I have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he gave me the disc player, Dire Straits, Money for Nothing, oh. Billy Joel, The Stranger, wow. Jackson Brown. That's terrific. So I remember those three for sure. But the (laughs) Dire Straits one, that was huge. Money in. Oh, you know the album. Remember they had the video. So are you listening on the plane? Like, are you listening on the bus? Are you walking in to the race? This was a home stereo. Oh. I bought the whole thing. Oh, wow. That was my first disc. And I'm like, I don't even. (laughs) So, of course, you know, because I'm kind of an idiot. I get the disc player home. I don't even know how to get the disc into the player. I'm like, well, where do you put it? I had no idea. (laughs) And Paul McDermott was my roommate. He's like, push the button. <laughs> so I push it up. I think mine was like REM. I think that was my first CD. Mm. If I remember. Which, yeah. REM, REM had a run there. Yeah, they had a run. I can't remember which one it was. I don't have the same sort of recall that you do. Anyway, as we wrap up Ask Grand Regs every week, twice a week, in fact, we award one of the questions 
uh, and the author of the question, some brain drag swag. I feel like even though I just randomly picked those three questions, they were all good. They're really good. But I'm going to I'm going to take control of this process. Randy is getting the swag. Yes. The rain drag swag, which, by the way, includes Nike golf shirts, compliments of uh, Canadian Club whiskey. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah, that was a great question, the uh, Walkman. And, and the fact that you could just, it was like, the, and we didn't talk about this prior to, no, to doing the podcast. So the fact that you had such a detailed story and could remember the three discs. I walked out of there with phenomenal. boxes down to the That's parking so garage by the rink to put them in, in my, in my lousy, <laughs> by the way. The guys said I had the worst car in the NHL. It was a Volkswagen diesel dasher. Oh, a, boy. Was that hatchback. before or after the, the shared vehicle with... Uh, oh, no, that was that was in Binghamton. I went from an oh. AMC Matador to a Volkswagen diesel dasher. They're like, <laughs> buy a bloody car. Like, kidding. That's outstanding. All right, buddy. You're heading back to Florida, right? Yeah, I got... Uh, so I got... I'm in... Tampa on Thursday for Colorado. So I'm looking forward to that. Then Saturday, I'm in Boston for our first ABC game of the year. And then Sunday, I fly in the morning to St. Louis because I want to watch the Super Bowl somewhere, not be up in the air. So I'm going to be in St. Louis. I got a game in St. Louis on Tuesday and then I'm home. Nice. All right. Well, We've got one more. What about you? Yeah, any any more big are you guys just gonna go stare at trees today or like what's what's uh, the uh no we're we're gonna go it's 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 balmy here in Manitoba. It's like what? minus two degrees Celsius, something like that. It's well, I mean bark. yesterday you went and sat on the ice and did nothing. Why don't you just go yeah. stare at tree bark today? Yeah, well we might. Actually gonna go for a walk at some point. And then we've got Henry and Judy coming over for supper. That's Holly's sister. By the way, Henry and Judy are coming. I love, I just love it because it's how I grew up. What are you having? What are you eating at 530? Uh, what what meal is it? Yeah, supper. Supper. I just yeah. oh I love that. That's so Canadian. As a dinner. It. Let's yes. go for dinner. Let's go for supper. Yeah, okay. I like <laughs> because dad, mom and dad said, you know, supper. And yeah, you'd have supper time. And you'd have to hurry up because if you got there after your brothers, they would probably eat everything before you got there. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, travel safe. Thank uh, you. We'll enjoy the again. enjoy the cabbage. And by yeah. the way, is that yeah. a? I asked you earlier because I don't know the term. Is that a bushel of fish on that thing behind you, or like yeah, like just over? Is that the term? Uh, well, I mean, a school. School. Probably. That's it. School yeah. bushel is like wheat. I actually hung that up there, by the way. Like, I mean, anybody listening doesn't know, but the cabbage has some pretty unique kind of... A lot of angles. I like lines. that. There's lots I of like angles that. and stuff yeah. going on here. So, all right, buddy. Enjoy, enjoy the cabbage and uh, enjoy the family there. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. And thanks to our partners who make the podcast possible each week, twice per week. Our title sponsor, good friends at Canadian Club Whiskey, who asks, are you over beer? Boston Pizza, pick it up or get it delivered to your door. Just let Boston Pizza do your cooking tonight. Batano, it is available now in Ontario. And Batano reminds us the game starts now. And by doer, use code RNDPANTS and you will save 15% off everything at doer.ca. That is episode 38 of the Rain Drakes Hockey Podcast until Thursday and episode 39. Stay safe, everybody.